At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Think the Freedom Podcast. You're truly Darius Spells live in the building, man. Make some noise. I got my brother, my player, partner, Sexy Lex <laughs> What's in good, the mix man? with me today, man. What's popping, brother? We finally got this thing going. Hey, I'm going to tell you something, bro. What's up? When there's a will, there's a way, brother. Always. When there's Always. a will and a way, man. Bro, how long, you know, I've been wanting to do this particular interview for a little minute, okay. man. You know <laughs> what I mean, bro? Like... Hey, bro, hey, been by the way, you the first to ever get it. I'm the first one? First one. Nobody ever hey. got an interview with me. You the first person. No. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> I got I kind of missed some knowing on that one, baby. Yeah. Yeah, man. Look, brother. One thing before we jump all the way in, brother. I appreciate you, brother, for tapping in with me, man. I'm definitely honored to be in the building with you, bro. You mm. are a legend in your own way, brother. Thank you, Representing bro. Representing the 337. On the I-10, man, because uh, let me tell you, when I first met you, Lex, it was a few years ago, but uh, through my uh, through Smoke, right? Yeah, yeah. Through Smoke, you know what I mean? Shout out Push Smoke, Push E&T, man. Uh-huh. Uh, we linked in then, you know, just when I was running with, running with Hood, baby, and just connecting the dots. Man, you know, we've been running ever since, brother. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, for everybody who do not know you, brother. Let the people know exactly who you are okay. and what you do before I brag on you some more. Okay. Let people know uh, who you are, bro. How can I put it, man? For people that don't know me. All right. So if if you from North Louisiana, y'all got Bebe, right? If you from yeah. Southeast Louisiana, they got, uh, what's my boy name, man? He, he hosts everything. Rude Jew. Yeah, yeah, In yeah, Southwest yeah. Louisiana, you got me. <laughs> you know Thanks what I'm saying? Legs, man. <laughs> I'm one of them cats, bro. I've been doing this for a long time. I started when I was real, real young, like 13 or 14 years old. Um, my radio career started in 97. Mm-hmm. So I've been at it since then. You know, clubs and everything. <laughs> I was working for Bobby Kaye at the Green Ooh. the Green Building on Ryan Street. It was called Strawberries. I don't know if you ever heard about Strawberries. Um, I heard of strawberry before. Well, he, I had, ain't never been, he had two at the time, I believe. He had one in Alexandria and one in one at Lake Charles when I was working for him. Gotcha, man. Bobby had it on the smack. He had oh, a double grand. All that, man. I'm talking about you couldn't come down to Lafayette, Appaloosa, and Bobby and want, want the one. Right. Right. You know yeah, what Bobby, I mean? Bobby so. was the man for a long time, bro. He probably made the most money out of any promoter in Louisiana. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Down. I'm Look, back about, in the day I'm when he about. had the two spots, and I want to say he had three. 
I want to say he had three. I don't. Oh, the third one was in Lafayette. So it was Lafayette, Lake Charles, and Alexandria. So if he brought an artist, like let's say he brought a Big Mo or something, you know, mm-hmm. he hitting Big Mo three times Why that not? weekend. So it's either the Friday in Alexandria, the Saturday in Lake Charles, the Sunday in uh, Lafayette. Like that nigga was making some serious money. Oh yeah, yeah he the man. Killing. Yeah man, shout he out to man. Shout out Bobby, bro. So, bro, so check it. I got to let people know, man, especially the artists. Okay. Especially artists that's in Louisiana, across right. the country anyway, but Louisiana for sure. Because a lot of rappers are going to be listed in this interview. Okay. So they get some get, get some game, get some gym, get some information that'll help them plateau in their particular careers. But mm-hmm. if you're serious about doing music and sexy licks is not in your call log, <laughs> You ain't serious. Yeah. That's the Follow fact. him on Instagram and all that, man. If you ain't serious about your career. Yeah. Because I be trying to tell rappers and artists all the time, bro. It's all about relationship, bro. Now, it's about mm. money, too. You got to have money to invest into your career. But I try to express to people all the time, bro. Like, man, especially with the DJs, you got to be in tune with the DJs. Mm. Think about it, bro. Me and you talk all the time. Right. How many conversations I might be like, hey, bro, what's popping down now? Matter of fact, Whatever. y'all did a favor for me uh, with Louis Badass back in the gap. Yeah. You, your shit, man, let me through this bitch. Would have never made it to North Louisiana without y'all, man. Straight up. <laughs> R.I.P. Louis Badass, R.I.P. Louis Badass, bro. He hit me up. He was like, man, I'm trying to get up there. I said, man, I know some cats. I'm going to holler at them and see what they say. Y'all was down with it. Damn, I yeah. remember that too. I yeah. remember that conversation. Yeah. I was like, bro, it's in the record. We dropped in the mix. Yeah. You know, Lewis started bringing some relationships, and then it, man, it just went up from there. Yeah, you know I reached I mean? out to him when I just heard the instrumental. I'm like, whatever you about to do to that shit, <laughs> send that to me. I knew it was a hit from the jump. Like, when I heard the beat, I'm like, oh, shit, this shit about to be out of here. I got on it yeah. like real early. He hadn't even wrote to it yet. Ooh. Yeah, real early. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Bro, so look, man. You know, this is a, not the usual interview, bro. We're just going to run it back and forth, man, because we got so much going yeah, yeah. on, bro. I want I want you to tell the people just exactly what you're doing like right now. Talk about your app, bro. Trill Fam FM, well, It's man. Trill what FM. Yeah, Trill FM to be. Um, the idea was to, like, make a station that sounded like Louisiana. Like, you still mm-hmm. play all the top 40. You still play all the... Uh, you know, the other genres, um, like like the bounce and shit like that. But I wanted it to feel like, you know, when you drive into Louisiana, this is what our station should sound like. You dig what I'm saying? It should sound like us. A representation of us sonically. Um, I got my partners uh, doing stuff with me, like Dolby D. You know, he'll contribute on there. Um, it's a spot for artists and it's a spot for DJs to really get their name out there. Because I feel like... You got a lot of cats that people really don't know about on a big, like on a big scale. Like the guy did uh, did an interview with named DJ Legend. Talented dude, but everybody don't really know that he got that talent. You know what I'm saying? So it's really just to help DJs get their money up with these promoters. Because I feel like if people knew how valuable that dude was, they would pay him a lot more. And that's my goal. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. To get DJs in the in that conversation and getting that real money. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, man. Because a lot of people, 
look over the DJ, bro. Always, always. I always look over the DJ, man. Like the D, the DJ really is the is the heartbeat to your music. Right. Be the ones in the club, in the parties, and one playing the music each and all the time. Right. You know what I mean? A lot of artists do not take those relationships a lot seriously a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, now correct me if I'm wrong, but if you feel, please jump in on it. I tell artists all the time, like, they be wanting to reach out to the DJ, be wanting to DJ to play their records or whatnot. Sometimes it does come with some type of investment sometimes. Mm-hmm. In my experience, and just doing music for this for this long, artists, especially artists who get some type of buzz, some type of notoriety, some type of some type of traction, mm-hmm. always forget right. how I started. Right. And all, and then and then you'll be the one to play the record, put the record on, get people on the record, mm-hmm. and you call for a show. Mm-hmm. Now you don't want the show for free, but, but if the show, show if you charge at five. And you broke the record. Charge me twenty five. You know what I think it is today. DJs really not breaking records. They're playing popular songs that's already popping, right? So today, yeah, today these kids breaking themselves, man. Like YouTube, Instagram, whatever. However you found out about them, they probably already hot. They probably already got like five hundred thousand views or a million views. Um. The DJ is kind of coming in later. I'm trying to change that because I want to hop on artists early. Like, I don't care, bro. The re- the latest record I hopped on early was Glorilla. How early you was on it, bro? The only post I saw on my timeline was B-King and me. That was it. Shout out B-King. Next thing I know, <laughs> and he, hey, that nigga got his... His his finger on the pulse, man. Like that nigga be knowing was popping, and the beat was so hard, and the video was so ratchet. I'm like, man, this shit about to blow. And I hopped man. on that motherfucker early. I sent that to every DJ I knew, and shit. Within like two a week or two, she was the biggest song of the summer. That quick, yeah, yeah. Got it. Had to get her out of Memphis. He had to get her. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. to put it on 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 the on the squad. So, bro, let's let's, let's backtrack a little bit, bro. Okay. How did okay. sexy let's how you get your start, bro? Okay. From, the, from the very beginning, jumping into the DJ game to where you at right now. How did you start your particular journey, bro? So, all right, um, I'm in the seventh grade, I believe, and uh, it was a contest on the radio, on the radio, and I won it. And I won it. The dude, uh, the DJ. That answered the phone was RJ the bad boy. Mm-hmm. Originally from Alexandria, but he was working in Lake Charles at the time. Mm-hmm. Now there was already like some, a few people trying to get me on to the station because I just had mentioned it to my mom that I was interested in it, so she had made some calls beforehand. But nothing really shook on that. When when RJ heard me on the on the on the phone, he was like, "Man, you got a radio voice. I've been sounding like this since the seventh grade, probably sixth grade, right? What little dude, right?" So he on the phone with me, like, man, you really got a radio voice, man. You need to come down here. You probably can get you get your own or whatever. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I told my mom, I'm like, man, I just won this contest and RJ want to meet me. She was like, yeah. We go up there. He see me. He said, can I help you? I said, I'm the dude you was on the phone with. He was like, <laughs> like, huh? You know what I'm saying? So we go in there. We talk. He put me back on the air. Um, that night, that night, 
And um, from that night on, I interned for like a year. Mm-hmm. And then after that year, I think I was going into either the ninth grade and I was on air like get paid. I had a show and everything. And that's pretty much how I got my start. Well, yeah, this was right here. Uh, so if 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 the if the RJ thing happened in like ninety six, well, it probably was like ninety six or the end of ninety six, going into ninety seven. So I interned ninety seven. By ninety eight, I'm 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 working, working. So that's the eighth grade, actually. Yeah, eighth grade, I'm working. Going into my ninth grade year, uh, we were trying to figure out how could I do this in school at the same time. Because <laughs> hey, that radio is a real beast, man. It, 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 it's it's uh, it take a lot out of you, especially if you're a youngster and you just mm-hmm. kind of learning your ropes with it. But uh, by the time I made it to high school, we decided to homeschool me so I could do the radio thing full time, and I would do school after that. So that's that's how it Damn. went for me. Yeah. Damn, bro, you did you did homeschool? Yeah, 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 yeah. All the way till I graduate. <laughs> But I was Damn, look, bro, I was on so many campuses. Like I was that little dude. Like I was throwing teen dances. Me and my cousin. And then throwing... talk about that. Break it down. Make yeah, it man. So we had, just the... we had this click called We had this click called the Bomb Squad. It was me, my cousin, my homeboy Bug. That's the main three I can remember. And this shit was so lit because we kids throwing parties for kids. Matter of fact, I remember when I booked Jubilee, that nigga could believe he could believe we was the promoters. Like he was like, wait a minute. <laughs> we doing business with you? I say, yeah, man, but trust me, I know how it look. It's gonna be it's gonna be nice. We did it at uh Lake Charles Civic Center. I had him and Willie Puckett at the time. And I believe Chopper was there, but Chopper wasn't Chopper yet. Gotcha. Yeah, Chopper didn't become Chopper until like the two thousands or something like that. But we had Jubilee, Willie Puckett. Uh, baby boy and all them were there. They were dancers at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like one of my first big concerts. But the, the parties, the teen dances was like the shit. That's pretty much what kind of got my name known. Because there's one thing I didn't tell you. The radio station that I was working at was not a hip-hop station. Mm-hmm. It was it was like, you know, they playing the Gap Band and shit. So, you know, me being a kid and... My friends said, man, this shit you playing is whack. Nigga, I'm sneaking my little CD book up in there and I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At a certain time, I'd go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Now, the owner didn't know it at the time. The way she found out was um, they had something at the Civic Center with her and the mayor. And somebody decided to put the station on. <laughs> they could take it off, goes over the airways. <laughs> And that lady lost her mind. Her name is Miss Blackwell. She passed away, but she went off on me that night. That was the first time I got fired. So Ooh, she uh, fired you right then on the spot. Oh yeah. I mean, she ain't played with me, but I was so good that she would always bring me back. I want to say like one year I got fired like five times. Five times. What? For little shit, but it was always something trying to make the station better because I knew, like, okay. I'll paint the picture to you. In Lake Charles, there was only her station. That was a black station. And it mm-hmm. did not play rap for years. So what I would try to do is sneak the rap in there at least for like 30 minutes or an hour while I'm playing the bounce shit, whatever. It's usually late, like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. My first shift was uh, overnight. 
so gotcha. people couldn't wait till I came on because they knew I was going to give them a little something on their rap side. Um, and uh, how can I put it? She she loved me, but I, I feel like they didn't figure out the rap shit was, was for real until way later. You know, by the time uh, Cash Money is on the scene, this is when they trying to play rap at that time. Our rap, oh, yeah, our station in, in Lake Charles is playing rap by the time Cash Money got their rise. Yeah. You know? So all that H-Town shit, all that, uh, you know, Rec Shop and ESG, we had to sneak that shit on, man. And they were actually, they were actually buying time at that time with commercials and everything. They were like the main people. Bobby Kanye was like one of the main people spending money on the station and they just wouldn't play rap. But that's pretty much pretty much my late Charles legend. I was the nigga that would bring the rap. So basically, bro, you actually from Lake Charles. Yes, I'm from Lake Charles. From Lake Charles. Born and raised. You from Lake you from Lake Charles, Louisiana. I ain't yeah. know that. I just learned that, bro. I ain't I ain't know you from the LC. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yep. Yep. Okay, man. Mm. So bro, I got another I got another quick. We're gonna bless we're gonna bless some people today, bro. Okay. Okay. Can you give the blueprint? In your eyes, to inspiring artists who want to make it, we gonna we gonna niche it down. You you from Louisiana? You you a guy who rapping, female rapping, singing, whatever in Louisiana? What is the blueprint to getting in position in Louisiana? So the whole the whole spell break it all the way down so they can go back watch the interview. Two or three times. Okay. What okay. is the Louisiana blueprint, bro? What, bro, what's the sauce? Like you said before, you got to have those uh, relationships with the DJs. But I think before you even get to that point, you need to make sure your music right. You need to make sure you really got a hit. You know what I'm saying? If you just started this year, this ain't the time to drop a song and give it to me or you. You need to get, your, get that work in. You need to get the reps in. You really need to learn this shit to where... You know, if whoever you recording with, t talk to them and ask them how you sound. You know what I'm saying? They may say you sounding good because they want you to come, uh, keep recording with them. But ask people that's in the game, like ask pe producers, ask anybody that you, you are close to what your shit sounded like. Your friends might tell you the truth. Your family definitely won't tell you. <laughs> your family is going to hold you down, man. You could be hot garbage, but your mama going to swear to God that's the hottest shit she ever heard in her life. You need to ask mm -hmm. people outside of that circle. And once once you got that approval from people that you respect, then you find you find those DJs. Matter of fact, look, why are you even working on that? If you can help a DJ out doing anything, man, you got a gig somewhere, you need somebody to help you with your equipment, that's a way to get it in the door with a DJ because they'll never forget that. Um, and not only that, they owe you in a, in a sense. So whenever you come back with that record, man, I got to show this nigga some love. He always come through for me. That's a way to get in. Um, social media is a way, really the way right now. Like it's more easier to get a buzz on social media, but you got to learn exactly how to work that shit. So every every social media site got their own way of doing things. They got their own rules. You post on YouTube, you know what YouTube wants you to do. They want you to. They want your thumbnail to be right. They want your description to be a certain way. They want your video to be so long. And the algorithm is going to find where you ought to be put for it to work for you. Right? Mm -hmm. The same thing is for Instagram. Same thing is for Facebook. You just got to find out what those rules are. You know what I'm saying? Um, lately, 
the best way to grow on Instagram is reels. Believe it or not, that's that's how people grow. That's the fastest way to grow on Instagram in a short amount of time. I was able to grow my page from 17,000 to 19 and some change in less than two months. Just by the reels. Just by the reels, bro. That's it. And you can repost shit or you could create your own shit. You can post yourself. You know what I'm saying? Rapping, uh, listening to beats, going live, anything that's going to like draw people to you musically. I would get online and do that right now. You got your phone with you. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're still trying to learn your sound. Because that's another thing a lot, a lot of artists don't um, think about is their own sound. You got people you listen to. We know we, we know you listen to Young Boy. We know you listen to Kevin Gates and all these people. But you need to find your shit. Because the, the, the person that sounds the person that sounds the most unique and they jamming, that's the next one. We're not looking for another Boosie. <laughs> We're not looking for another young boy. We're not looking for another Kevin Gates. We're looking for you. And what you sound like and what you talking about and where you came from and how you do things. You know what I'm saying? The most unique artist in, in Louisiana is going to be the next superstar. Point blank. Hey, that's some gang artists. I hope y'all paid attention to this. Mm-hmm. That's some real gang lace just gave y'all. Right, we got the artists out the way. Okay. Now, for people like, people like you and me, Mm-hmm. Next upcoming DJ, how would DJ get popping? Shit, it's kind of the same thing too. So, I'm gonna tell you what's going on in Lafayette. You have the work that I put in over a long period of time, where MCs don't know nothing else, right? You might even have that up up north where you got MCs that, that try to sound like Bebe or or sound like Fiji. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that's whatever they've been seeing or hearing all their life, they, they feel like that's that's how you do it. But what they don't know is those people took time to create their own style. Rude Jew don't sound like Bebe. Rude Jew don't sound like me. But Rude Jew is the fucking man in the world. You know what I'm saying? That whole East, he got that shit on lock. Bebe. That's a different monster, bro. The first time we went to Coco Pellas, bro. I know I'm getting off subject, but first time we went to Coco Pellas. Uh, we running, we running. Because look, it's all about running. being unique, right? First time uh, I went to Coco Pellas, man, I'm with Coach and Smoke. And I seen how the people reacted to this dude, man. It was like the most, it felt spiritual. <laughs> like if he wanted niggas to go left, they went left. If he wanted niggas to go right, they went right. Take your shoe out and put it in there. They did this shit. I'm like, oh my God. This nigga, this nigga is amazing, right? My style is more of like blending in with the music, but giving it that energy that it needs, right? So if you would ever hear the records that I MC over without me on it, it don't feel the same. That's a talent. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm bringing my shit to the record. So good to where people only want to hear it that way. And that's why you have MCs doing what I do because that energy is in there every time. That's what people know if I'm saying it or somebody else saying it. But if you wanna if you wanna blow as a DJ, you need to MC too. You know what I'm saying? You need to get on that fucking microphone. And and do this shit. Huh? It's real, cause I'ma tell you, I'm an introvert at heart. 
Right. I, when I first started DJing Bride, but I made them turntables talk. Yeah. But when I started talking on that microphone, mm-hmm. it turned it all the way up to a whole nother notch. Yeah. You get a full package then. Full package. Can't miss me. Mm-hmm. Say whatever. Keep them rolling. Because that's one thing about DJing. You got to have your own unique style. Yes. You got to do something that's you. Not like hood, not like Lex. Right. Not like, you know what I mean? Not like Superman, not like Chico. You got to mm-hmm. be like you. Right. That's big, right. bro. And, and what's crazy, too, like, just to, just to prove what you're saying is the, is the truth, you could give all those names, all those DJs the same records, and they're going to play them differently. It's the same 20 songs. We're going to find a way to... Put our shit into it. You dig what I'm saying? When I went to Coco Palace and seen Bebe and Chico doing their shit, I'm like, oh yeah, it's different. When it like we in Lafayette, we don't bring records back. Right. I don't know if you saw the video I did for the artist um Hard Body D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me imitating y'all. That's me trying to bring it back and all that shit. That's cause that's I seen that up there. And um after I saw that, I'm like, okay, I get it. Nobody's ever heard this record before. You got to make this thing feel like it's the most important thing you playing tonight, right? It's got to grab people's attention. You playing it, you playing that bitch over. People got to start learning the words or they feeling the beat or whatever it is. They'll never forget that night that you played that bitch. You know what I'm saying? So I would advise any young DJs, if you want to break records, find a way, find a way to make that moment have the most attention. Whether they like the record or not, you need to you need to believe in that record for them to believe in you, right? The next time they hear that artist again, they gonna remember that moment. Oh, that's old boy. That's so and so. You dig what I'm saying? And and yeah, I feel like that's important, bro. Shreveport Shreveport taught me how to bring in new music on a set. On a set, I get that credit to y'all, bro. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, because it's it been times, man. We'll bring a record back six times. See. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get right to the hook. Boom. Right. Hey, back at it again. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. That's that Shreveport shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Man, bro, that's some game you just. Yeah. 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 It took people. It took a long time to learn that game. Mm-hmm. God, we just gave it away for free. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> we sure did, man. But you know, yeah. I'm gonna tell you something. I wish y'all would have did that. We started doing. I mean, I started doing it late. Record those sets, man. Oh, man. Because we know, bro, some of them nights were so epic. And that's it. That shit gone. It's it's up here. Man, first time I recorded a set, it was uh, a mix on SoundCloud. Still the hottest mix to this day. Called Live from Shakers. Bruh. That mix still hit hard today. Like, I could walk out of my house and hear motherfuckers playing that shit in the backyard. Like, that's how popular it is. And people would tell me to do that for years. I'm talking about, I moved to, I moved to Lafayette in, like, 2004. Mm-hmm. I started, uh, well, that's another story. So, I moved, to, I moved to Lafayette in 2004. I don't know Lafayette like that, right? I'm from Lake Charles. I'm, I'm moving to this station, which is a brand new station. Me, digital. Uh, which, which station? 
I think another DJ were like the first voices on that motherfucker. Oh, uh, Chris, Chris Logan and Dave Steele were the first voices on this station. The station had been out for a year. You never heard nobody talk. It was just music and commercials, music and commercials. Which station? Which station were they were? Hot 1079. 1079. That's the one I came down and saw you at, right? Uh, what year? When it brought, uh, ooh, might have been like 10, 11, 12. What about Ratchet Lowdowner? Yeah, yeah. We did an interview with him. Yeah, yeah that's me, it. You did me a solid. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Hot yeah. 1079. And Hot 1079 is, is kind of tricky because, hmm. yes, they played hip hop, but the hip hop wasn't necessarily for us like that. You know what I'm saying? It was. We were the. We were the spice, right? So mm -hmm. if you listen to if you listen to Hot 1079, you would hear Drake. You would hear Wayne, but you'd also hear Lady Gaga. But also here, mm -hmm. um, you know, a major pop record, right? They brought me in at nights. And that's kind of what my job was to do. Like, bring in the, I'm going to just call it Black Records. But it was the Black Records like um, when Kevin Gates finally blew up. Satellites. That was on there. You know what I'm saying? When Wo Chi had his big hit, So Fly, that was on there. You know what I'm saying? It was, they didn't make mm -hmm. it a habit of playing a lot of Louisiana artists, but they wasn't stupid either. Like, <laughs> they knew, like, oh, this shit popping now? Fuck it. Lex, run it. You know what I'm saying? That was kind of my position over there. I, I just moved to Lafayette. I didn't know the market. So from 2004 to 2005, I'm going everywhere. They got a party down the street. I'm in that bitch. They got a party at the club. I'm in that motherfucker. They got a white party at the club for it. I'm in that bitch too. I'm just trying to learn the people. I'm trying to feel what they're into. Like, you know what I'm saying? And finally, a chick brought me to Opelousas. Now, I, from this point on, I don't know if you really know Lafayette, but Lafayette really ain't just Lafayette. It's like Lafayette and a bunch of small towns that's surrounding it. And that's the that's the real scene, right? So I learned real quick. The outskirt towns was kind of on shit early. Like Lafayette has always been late to the party as far as like new music. Okay. So I finally started going to places like New Iberia. But when the chick took me to Opelousas, she took me to the Delta Grand. Man. It's my first time going in there. Now, all before then, going to like white clubs, mixed clubs, house parties, trail rides. But I ain't never heard about this place called the Delta Grand. Man, we pull up and there's so many fucking people at this place. And it's three in the morning. Like, like they just getting right. They just getting started. So we walk in and it just felt right. Like, man, this is where I'm supposed to be. Right? Yeah. Devin a dude is on stage. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, Devin a dude performing. That's this is what they fuck with. Then after he he did his thing, I hear Dolby and DJ Chill, and they run this hard ass Baton Rouge boosted set that was so cold. Like I'm like, oh, okay, this is what they really fucking with, right? Because the the club just went crazy after that. And as I'm about to leave out, who I see. Bobby Kaye. Bobby mm. Kaye on the club. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in this bitch. 
I let them know I had just moved down. It took us a while, but at a certain point, I got in there. The first club that actually gave me a shot, though, was a club called Club Rain, which was ultimately Club Shakers. They ended up changing the name. But Club Rain was the first spot to give me my shot. And it wasn't really because of the club owner at first. I was there. But they they wouldn't really let me DJ yet, right? Chill was working there on Thursdays. Dolby was there on Thursdays, I believe. Matter of fact, there wasn't even a, a weekend. Like, there was no weekend night that was hot in Lafayette at the time. I'm... I'm kind of, you know, learning the ropes through Lafayette. So I'm, I'm doing stuff with people at UL and I run across these AKs. They got a step part, uh, a, a step competition coming up. And they needed somebody to put their show together. So I put their show together. They say, man, you really know your shit. Now, production has always been my, my thing. I've always been good at production since day one. Like, I taught myself that shit working in Lake Charles. The old heads didn't want to do a commercial, so I did. So I was always in the production room, just learning shit. Uh, another guy who helped me out was Rick Party. I don't know if you know Rick Party. He is the number one urban radio imaging dude of all time. He probably was the voice at the station y'all worked at at some point in time. It's either him or Pat Gary, you know, out of them two. So he, he was the top dog. He would show me some stuff with the production shit. He always saw the talent in the voice, right? Right. Getting back yeah. to what I was talking about. I saw Bobby Kaye. Uh, I'm learning the roads through UL. Because that's a different world, too. The college crowd is totally different from the rest of uh, the Lafayette area. But the AKAs love what I did for their show so much that they told me they wanted me to DJ. They party was coming up in like two or three weeks. It was at the place I worked at, but it was on a Saturday night. That's the night they would rent out to people that wanted to do an event. Bro, we killed that shit so hard that his hottest night was Saturday after that. From that point on, Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. And the very first night I DJ, everything you heard, everything you've heard me do, like on the on the on the on the um, the, the mixes and shit like that, the MC and the, you know all that, I was doing that then, bro. That's the like they got the feel the the full thing and it was a college crowd. I still had to work on the hood, but the hood was at Appaloosa's. The hood was going to the Delta Grand, you know, them after hours mm-hmm. spots. So once I got in there, and I'm working at Shakers on Saturday. So on Saturday night, I'm working at Shakers from nine to two. After Shakers, I'm going to Appaloosa's and working till <laughs> whatever whatever that business had to shut down. And that's pretty Ooh, I mean, much how I, I mean, got my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all in there six in the morning. Yes. yes. Going stupid hard, bro. For years. Mm. I'm talking about... Look, I, I haven't even put the nightcap story up in there. You know, nightcap was another get, spot. Another spot. Um, that talk was about it. Talk about it, bro. I mean, you gotta, it, this on West. This going on West, man. Talk about nightcaps, bro. Nightcaps was the, the, the most ratchet. How could I... <laughs> remember the club on Color Purple? Color Purple. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> that's nightcaps, nigga. Nightcaps. Niggas falling from the ceiling and shit. <laughs> that's nightcaps, man. Hey, hey, that club. I've never seen a club that didn't have the aesthetic, that didn't have the crazy light show. It was just a building with some loud ass sound and some fire ass DJs, and it was down the street from the school. 
down the street from UL campus, man. If you had a dorm, all you had to do was walk down the street to that motherfucker. If they had some apartments in the back, all you had to do was walk up the street to that motherfucker. It was the perfect location for the ratchets and the college crowd. And I have never experienced a club like that. Um, imagine that Coco Pellas feeling, but you in like a... <laughs> I don't know how to put it. Hey, you got paint on the walls, nigga. It's just a building. And you you going stupid hard, motherfuckers getting in there for hardly nothing. The drink specials is like a dollar for a picture or some shit. Like, niggas getting fucked up in there. That's Nightcaps, man. That that place was, is, is legendary. It's one of those spots that I feel like is in the top three as far as like Lafayette's club scene. When you talk about like club rain, club shakers. And the Delta Grand, you got to talk about Nightcaps. Nightcaps was like the perfect in between. So that, so those particular venues, you just named, right? Top four all time eleven. For me, in, to me, in the area, yeah. for you. Yeah, if you had to ask somebody else from another era, they'd probably say strawberries or something like that. But I know for me, the minute I touched down, that was the top three spots right there. Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. You put me, you give me over my history game by Lafayette, bro. Yeah. And late charge. A lot of I ain't even know it. Mm-hmm. So, bro, before we get out of here, brother, I always do this. Okay. I always do, you know, goals and where we see ourselves. So, Lex, where do you see yourself and your platform within the next three to five, ten years from now? So, we can go back and listen to this interview, listen to this taping. Right. Be like, man, Lex show said it. I believe my platform will be the future of what DJs should do once they done with radio. Let me tell you why I say that. Break that down, bro. It's a lot of brothers with names that are no longer in the radio game. I haven't been in radio since like 2000. 17 maybe but I never thought about it I never thought oh let me get back into that because I mean the clubs was popping everything was working and shit like that but when when uh, COVID happened and and it's just you and your thoughts <laughs> just you and your imagination I would listen to the radio and I was like man this shit could be so much better why not why not me right the name Trill FM existed before the app Trill FM, I had the logo, I had the drops, I had all that 11 years ago. Never turned it into what I turned it into now. It was always an idea. And I found out what I needed to do to make it happen, but COVID forced me into, you need to find a creative outlet. You can't go up in these clubs anymore, right? You know, it's not safe. Trill FM became this outlet that I, I pondered on for 2020, 2021, about six or seven months before we go into 2022. Now I'm really putting in the work and figuring out, okay, let's, I'm going to make this happen. Um, but what I, where do I see it? That was your original question. Yes, sir. I'm going to tell you like this. It, the app ain't fucking around. And I, I, hate, I hate to use that term, but I'm going to tell you why I'm saying it like that. I'm planning on being a, a major piece to this Louisiana scene with Trill FM to be. 
It's an app right now and it's on your phone. Soon it's gonna be on your your TV. Soon it's gonna be in your favorite barbershop. Soon it's gonna be in your favorite uh clothing store, shoes. Like I'm trying to be that clean jamming station that you could play in your business. That's a different a different a different a different way of looking at the market, but I feel like if if they let me in these stores, if they let me in these establishments of business, well, what do those places have? They got customers. Man, what that is, y'all? They gonna download that app. You know what I'm saying? They gonna download that app. So if 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 I'm working to get on in these establishments, I feel like man, Trill FM to be gonna be a a major a major piece in this Louisiana puzzle as far as music, culture. And an outlet, and an outlet for, for people like yourself. Like yourself. Cause you still DJ Breeze. I don't care, you know. You can <laughs> you can sell a million yeah. profits, but that that's still in you, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah, yeah. We you know we still turn up on the world. Hey, I got to get on the app now. Yeah, yeah man. Spot. I I heard you the other night. I was like, ooh, I said, buddy, whatever you need me, I will get funky. Yeah. Yeah, that out just for the hey, look, I heard about y'all coming up, you know, the Three Kings and shit. I knew, I knew what was going on before I ever met y'all. Um, and and that wasn't through smoke. That was just through you know knowing people in radio, and a lot of people would talk about y'all. It was three Kings, it was yeah. Bay Bay, it was Three Feet. You know what I mean? A question I want to ask you. Since we talking about DJs up there, man, how important was DJ Star? Yeah, bro. Because I never met him. Big. Damn, you ain't never met Star, bro? Never met Star, dog. We talked, like, over the internet, but we never met, like, met, like. Damn. All right. One time for Big Bro Star, man. Long little Star, man. Star was... Star... No, Star's originally from Shreveport. Okay. That was Star from. Star been in music his whole life. Star then went to Grambling. You know, Star one the best one, best cast that ever touched the turntable, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Star, he went to, went to Graham and went to Monroe on the radar. You couldn't go to the Monroe area, East Louisiana, and not go through Star. Everything went through Star, bro. Like, from Grambling, Rustin Tech, ULM, back to Shreveport, it was Star. When Hurricane, First got his deal, 0506. Star was the bro DJ. Wow. Star did all that, bro. Like, Star was the one that helped everybody out. You know what I mean? Even me. Mm-hmm. With music, uh, information, just being a real big homie, real big bro. Star was it, bro. You know what I mean? When we lost Star, then that was a... It was tough. It was rough, bro. You know what I mean? We, we still, still haven't got, got over it today, today, man. Start DJ my wedding reception. You wow. know what I mean? Um, so, so man, start with just start with just start, bro. Yeah. And man, to know start to love start, man. Man, he really just put on for the whole. He just put on for everybody. Shout out Fat too. Shout out Big Bro DJ Fat, man. Yeah. Because Fat and Star was like one two combo. The boys in the um the ground together. They they march band together. You know what I mean? Started the go started um with the go DJs in Louisiana with Black and Mile, mm-hmm. uh, recipes Black and Mile too, man. Black and yeah, yeah, man. Start with the uh, heartbeat, bro. You know what I mean? Start pass, bro. It was just 
Ain't, ain't been the same, same man. You know what I mean? We still keep it rolling. You know what I'm saying? Keep Big Bro Lot name alive, man. But it ain't, I'll be honest, it ain't never been the same since I've had Yeah. Anybody you feel like uh, at this point, at this point, could fill in those shoes like any any DJ that because I, I don't I really don't know y'all scene as it is in its present present day. Um, replace stars. Well, I wouldn't say that. I'm saying I'm saying to fill in that void, not really replacing, but just to to fill in the void of what he what he did. Either the twins. Come on, man. Talk to me about the hey. That's some bad little niggas, yeah. Man, the twins, man. Shout out to the twins, bro. Yeah. Because they came up on the star. Wow. They were starling it. Wow. But they are, like, bro, you know what I mean? But they came on the star because that's how I met them. Mm-hmm. They was in ground, you know, they wanted to be DJ. They used to come down. Star used to bring them down to Coco all the time, bro. While we was up in the mix doing a thing, because, like, uh, and you know, growing them up, bro. Them boys are bees now. You can't go, you can't go to Monroe and Graham and Russell and, and, and you don't call them the twins, bro. Like, like it's the twins, twins, and and my boy, uh, make a move. Should I go, go digger to the OG down that way? Be solo. It's a man, it's some, it's some cats down that way doing their thing too, bro. And then while we on the subject, like, y'all had the clubs down there, nightcaps. The, uh, all Bobby Kanye spots, mm-hmm. man. You know Coco Pellis, bro. Coco Pellis was mm, did like a 13, 15 year run, bro. Had to be about that long, <laughs> bro. If you know the club business, you know how hard that is, dog. That's Baby, insanely Pico, hard, bro. bro if, uh, love, be smooth. That's insanely. It was a long time. 15 years, like 13, 15 years, man. No cap. Real talk. It, it started all with OG Jabba Jaws. And I, I know him. I met him before. Him and baby. I met Jabba. I know him. I met him. Yeah. Yeah. I met Jabba. Shout out to the OG Jab, man. Jab one that kicked it out. The Jab was the heater. He the OG OG. He started it all. Since the 80s. Since the 70s and the 80s. Big Jab. That's the vibe I got. Mark. Mark. Yeah, 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 OG. Yeah, 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 man. Your friends ain't my friends. <laughs> yeah, man, but oh, we got so many stories, bro, but man, I'm just appreciative of the journey, bro, just going through it and just learning, you know what I mean? Because uh, a lot of people, bro, you down south, so man, a lot of people forgot about North Louisiana all the time. Like, even... Yeah. Going back to shout out Mandigo, he came with a ratchet. People thought they were from Baton Rouge. Yeah. They but thought we, the wrong. I'm gonna be honest with you. Over, over time, and it didn't take long for us to realize the ratchet shit belonged to y'all. The jig shit was the Baton Rouge shit, right? There's a separation. People try to put them together, but it's definitely a separation. Because even the dancing, the way they dance today, but y'all been, y'all been was dancing like that. The way, what they call oh, jigging yeah, now, crazy. y'all was moving like that in Shreveport way back then. All night, yeah, all night. I'm talking about high speed. I mean high, uh, high speed, high tempo. I'm talking about they jigging. You know, Baton Rouge, they jig, but they was like a slow down, like a 
It's a bop like, and a move. It's a, it's like you know, well, the original G was more of like yeah. a, almost like working your shoulders, right? But yep. today, I don't know what that is. I don't know what they call. I mean, they call it G, but that that's not the original G. Yeah, the original G. We just took our ratchet format and we just went to a whole nother level with it, adding in like, cause we part of real. And I'm saying, cause one thing about Louisiana, the whole state party, I give it the whole state. Oh yes. It just every section just got their own type of way of partying. Yes. Our particular way was more like a energetic, high pace, hand clapping, jumping around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just, man, it just what you, but, but, but see, that's what I'm saying. All at the hand clap, you saw, you see all of that today in Baton Rouge. You see it in like, like all of the South is doing that type of shit. But y'all was doing it first for sure, for sure, for sure. Like the the story I heard, the way Bebe broke. Uh, wait, I'm not gonna say broke. The way Bebe got Hurricane signs, and I don't know if this story is true. This is what I heard. Is that he okay. brought everybody down. All the executives down to Coco Pellas one night. Okay. And, and y'all play the record over and over and people's going crazy in it. Is that is that true? Uh, That's somewhat true. I need to call Baby so he can tell that story. Yeah. Oh, look, I definitely got to get Baby on here. Definitely. Is that dude there. Yeah, he's amazing, bro. Oh, yeah. Kind of what happened. Uh, 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 I'm just going to... Tap into the store. I'm gonna let Hood tell the whole story. But basically, you know, Hood was always traveling and going around, you know, conference or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And let me go all the way back. Okay. All, all the way back. Shout out Three Feet. Yes. All right. So Three Feet put the whole play together. Three Feet. Three Feet a genius. Three a genius. Three put the whole play together. Had Hurricane rap on the song. Hey, baby, baby, song. Hurricane, okay. before Hurricane made the Hurricane was popping in the city. You know, Hurricane had a song called Yep. Do you like it? Uh, yep. Him and uh, Willie. Okay. So Hurricane was uh, was already buzzing. Mm-hmm. And um, Hurricane could just freestyle his ass off. Yeah. So, I was doing shirt, three feet. Hurricane made the record. Had the song. Made the song. Baby just traveling, doing what he do. Going to conferences. Man, he had one of his DJ partners. I forgot his name. But he played the song on the radio. After he played the song on the radio, Collar Park heard the song. Came to Louisiana. Like, what the hell is this? Went to the Cocoa Pet, went to the club, heard the song, came to Cocoa Pellets. He ain't never been ever in his life. So you know, you, you, I went there that night. I went there. But yeah. I know he came in there, bro, and felt that energy. Mm-hmm. And the rest was history, bro. Because <laughs> you, all you got to do is get in there. Hey, hey Coco Pella's energy is, I've never felt that in my life. Never. It's so like, crazy. And look, we get down down here. But what I saw in Coco Pella, I'm telling you, the man said, take your shoe off, and everybody did it. Like, <laughs> it was the craziest shit ever. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Nigga, the whole ride home was quiet. Niggas was like, man, Lafayette love you like that. Not like that, bro. Not like that. I can't make niggas. <laughs> I can't make niggas do what I just seen in there, man. That shit was amazing, bro. 
Yeah, it was a whole, it was a whole another level, man. It can never be duplicated again. You don't think so? Don't get, shit, no. It can get close though. It can get close. What you Somebody think? Come in, you know. What you think it was that made that so special? Though? So special. Though. All the moving parts. Yep. All the moving parts. All the moving parts. From hood to Chico to love to three feet. Beezy. Ooh. Smooth. Jabbo. Just the whole thing. You know what I mean? And it just can't be duplicated again, bro. It was just, it was just something that was just special. You had to be there in the building, in the mix to experience it. Like, man, you know, I know. It's Louisiana. Everybody come to the club, you know, do what they do, drink, smoke, whatever, whatever. But man, right. it was just, it was just something different, man. Doing those particular hours, it don't matter what type of problems you were going through in life. Mm-hmm. While you was in that club, you ain't giving a damn about none of that. Yeah. You you, you parted all your problems away for them few hours. Yeah. And after then, you know, you went back home, but you were ready to come back again and do it the next day. Mm-hmm. I think the era of of Coco Pellas. Mm-hmm. The clubs I mentioned, we mentioned earlier, down here. Um, and then Alexandria had a Pratt Cat doing his thing. I feel like there was an era where the club was so important to the scenes. Like, it was so mandatory. It was more mandatory than church. Like, <laughs> niggas just loved to go out. Like, it was crazy. The after-hour spots were amazing. Yeah, every, every single one of them. I know they had one in uh, what's that little area like right in between Alexandria and, and Opelousas? Is it Mark? Mark? What's the name of that little town? Mar- Marksville. 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 I done heard stories about Marksville. You know what I'm saying during that era. So, and, and what's crazy? I don't. I, I'm sure you don't know this story. I'm gonna tell you the story of how I heard about the A Baby record. Chick, I was cool with. And you mm-hmm. well named Drea James was from Shreveport. Shut out, Drea. It's the summer. It's the summer. She was always at the crib. <clears throat> I was always playing music for her. Shit. <clears throat> she was a part of my press, my process that I was telling artists to do. Where you mm-hmm. you feel the shit you think is hot out with people you respect and care about, right? True. So Drew James would I would always listen to music if I said, man, what you think about this? What you think about that? Well, she went home one summer <clears throat> and came back and was like, nigga, they got this song called Hey Baby. <clears throat> you need to play that. I said, yeah, hey baby. She told him about Hurricane. I knew about Baby already. But Baby wasn't like how can I put it? Bebe turned into Bebe for real, for real after that to me. Right? I knew who he was and I knew, you know, what he was doing on the radio and shit. But the, the nigga y'all see on Instagram today, that's when he turned into that to me. I don't know if it's like that for y'all, but to me, the jury got both. <laughs> Bebe is a rap nigga with no, with no record. <laughs> He's a rap nigga. I ain't never seen a DJ that clean just out there like oh, that, yeah. bro. But anyway, oh yeah, she come down there. She said, "Man, you need to play this record." Man, I played the record that that weekend. Mm-hmm. About a week and a half later, my PE saying, "Man, you heard about this song called Hey Baby?" I said, "Yeah." 
My whole girl Judy just told me about that. I said, man, that's on your desk? He said, yeah, I think the dude got a deal. Bro, another week later, that we seeing this nigga on BET. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this shit was moving so fast. It was like, God damn, what the fuck's report got going on? And like you, you brought up man to go earlier. I feel like that was like the beginning of y'all finally starting to get y'all shot. But then Hurricane came in that motherfucking just, man, I ain't never seen nothing like that happen, bro. Yeah, we flamed, man, North Louisiana flamed up after that. Shout out Hurricane. Mm-hmm. North Louisiana, we flamed up after that. I'm talking about it, everything turned up. Club turned up. Right. Everybody DJed in the club turned up. Yeah. Part of the scene turned up. Cause I was just getting my feet wet right then. Wow. DJing all the college parties, team parties, all that, everything flamed up. It never changed. Ain't never went down since then. That changed the whole trajectory. Of North Louisiana, because people, people finally gave put, put finally had a light on us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's when you know when Hurricane came popping. Then people started picking up on Big Papa. Yes. People started picking up on Wild Yellow. Yes. People started picking up on KP. You know what I mean? Coming down the pipeline, B Will came down the. You know what I mean? It was just, it just turned the whole North Louisiana up. Yeah. It just gave it just, it just gave us our moment. Oh shit, you know, we just ain't never looked back. You know yeah. what I mean? That's kinda that's, that's kinda how, how I played out, bro. It's crazy, bro. We still to this day eating off of that. I believe. I believe. You know what I mean? I not necessarily like I'm not eating up like a hurricane off of no hurricane rate, but just off of the That moment. The momentum. That moment and the momentum since that day. It turned us all the way up, bro. Everybody. That shit is beautiful. That I heard it came, man. That's a beautiful story, my, man. People don't give my boy Hurricane his flower like they supposed to. rap like he. Bro, come on, man. Nothing against the youngsters today. Nothing against the youngsters today, bro. But when it come down to, to skill, just skill. Hurricane was holding it, holding it down with, the, with these East Coast niggas and these. Big names, you dig huh. what I'm saying? He he's a lyrical monster, and he had a style. We we had seen something like it before, but the way he did it, bro, just his delivery, his cadence, the way he, you know, what I'm saying the style and everything, bro. That nigga was hard, dog. I remember when him and Boosie did that take together. That bitch, that bitch was hitting on. You know what I'm saying? And, and you brought up Big Papa, bro. The Pill Man record, dog. So hard down before we get out here. Bro, how did you feel? Because I'm going to tell you how I feel, but I want to know how you feel. Okay. How did you feel? Because most cats who rap off other cat beats, you know it'd be cool, but Papa turned independent into his own song. It's only two niggas I've ever seen do that. That's what I'm saying. Who the other person? Level. Nigga, turn the beat up was hot as fuck. My nigga Mouse that did it again. Right? Yeah. Bro, Level hit it. <laughs> Level come out with this fucking remix. I was mad at him at first. I'm like, nigga, why you? That's the, that's the partner. Like, why you? Bro, he took it. He took it. It went crazy. That was that was Level shit after that. No lie. X. No lie. And Independent was a hot record, too. But when Pill Man hit, oh, my God. It, do you feel like that's his biggest record to date? It's yeah. What's up was hard, too. I still play that. 
But Peel man, shit, that turned that turned bro all the way up. Yeah, he was already rapping doing his thing. But Peel man, yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic. I'm, I'm talking about bro. bro. <sighs> and they when played they in Coco. Coco. Peel man, no lie, bro. When Peel man was first, when he first came, you probably heard Peel man at least four or five times a night. And then every time you paid it, played it, you had to bring it back at least twice. His first show at the nah, Delta nah, Grand. Nah, nah. His first show at the Delta Delta Grand was kind of kind of weird. Okay, so so I don't know how y'all do stuff up there. But he was he was performing all these other songs, and the club was only there for Peel man. That's all they wanted. <laughs> Like the minute that nigga came on stage, he kind of started teasing it, Bruh, Nobody was like, okay, so the Delta Grand is like this huge as imagine like a huge movie theater without the without the the the, the, the incline thing set. It's just a flat floor, right? Big ass mm-hmm. fucking spot. You probably could hold like two to three thousand people in this bitch. Like that's how big it is. So the night he came, early in the night, like. If you there at like one o'clock, two o'clock, it ain't really, it ain't, ain't no motion going on. So about two thirty, three o'clock, that's when everybody coming from Lafayette or wherever else they coming from. They coming from Bad Rouge. They coming, to, yeah, they coming, they right there to Appaloosa's, and that's their little after hour spot. They gonna be there to like probably when the sun come up. You know what I'm saying? The sun definitely gonna be Jones for sure, right? So. People was ready to turn up to Pill Man. He did like five songs before Pill Man. But bro, when that Pill Man came out, where that whole club came alive, they wasn't fucking with the other records. But over time, we started to learn what those other records were because I guess they were hot up there. And um, uh, I want to say one of the songs. Well, it couldn't have been What's Up. Yeah, he had a song. He had Cl- Cloud he had Nine. Pill Man, Cloud Nine. Boosie had jumped on that one. Yeah. That one was big too, but I think Cloud Nine, all that came after Pill Man, right? Yeah, it was after Pill Man. Whatever he had before that, that's what he performed for us. When he finally did that Pill Man, it was up from there, bro. Yeah, Pill Man turned pop out Yeah, Pill Man turned it on. Pill Man turned pop to a pop right now. Yeah, why you why you think it just slowed down for him? Why slow down for him? I mean, just time, bro. To be honest, you know what I mean. People still rock with big, big bro. But you know, just time, getting older. You know what I mean. Club scene changing. Uh, I feel like rappers. This is my opinion. Every hit song you have gonna give you at least three years. Then after that three-year window, and then if you drop another one, they're going to add to your longevity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Papa had a good head run. Oh, Papa yeah. Still doing show. Papa still doing shows to this day, not as many as he used to, but um, I just feel like it's just the time, bro. You know what I mean? The young, the young cats coming up, you know, like new young DJs coming up. Right. You know, the game getting, up, getting younger, not older. You know what I mean? I, I want to ask you a That's question. That's my take on it. You know what I mean? I want to ask you this question. To this day, you still play Pillman in the club. Yeah, yeah. That's still an after, after 12 record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Still an after 12 record. Let me ask you this because I'm seeing this trend all over the place. Uh, Charlie Boy got a record that then came back around because of TikTok. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Came back around 
I feel like the trend is that the old records that we talking about right now, because the world ain't heard Pillman. The world ain't heard Cloud Nine. The world ain't heard uh, What's Up, right? Them records so strong. I feel like, because look, bet you won't with level. You know how old that record really was? Mm-mm. The record came out in like 2010. I heard somebody tell me that before. It was like one of them, oh, one of his old mixtapes or something. Man, that boy from I think that boy from Mississippi, huh? Famous. Yeah, he from Mississippi. Yeah, man, that boy got to dance into that record. <laughs> that shit made it that to, video. to Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like, so I feel like we got records that the world ain't heard. That would like blow the roof off the whole shit. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all love young boy, but it's a lot of shit y'all don't know about. You feel me? Yeah, it's that, a lot that, of that, shit. Yeah, that help groom young boy because he listen to all that music. You gotta mm-hmm. know. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta know it. Yeah. You know what, bro? When you break it down like that, bro, you right. Uh, people just gotta be exposed to it at, at scale. You know what I mean? Because you don't travel the world. I don't travel. Nobody part like Louisiana. That's why yeah. cats who make it, like, like your young boys, Fredo, goddamn me, Boo, Webby, Wayne, Gates, everybody who made it on a national scale, they made it because it's Louisiana. It's raw. It's something. It's something they ain't used to. It make them feel a certain kind of way. Right. It be so. It be so. It be so crazy. It make people like Drake go sample a bounce beat and make a song about. It. You know what I mean? Right. It's our culture. Nobody, nobody can touch our coach. Hangs down. Pardon and music. Think about it, bro. We got some of the biggest rap labels, independent record labels. And, and, and in the music look right industry. in history. You're absolutely right, bro. No limit can money. And then you add Trillin Trill Entertainment to that mix. You add, uh, yeah. who else you got? Thanks. The dude that just passed away. Uh, uh, Jada Young. Jada Young. He kind of came out of nowhere to me. I never heard of that time. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, I, I just knew a bunch of kids was fucking with the movement. And I'm like, oh shit, like, oh shit. Jay the young. Yeah, man. Shit, man. It been so, it been so many artists coming to Louisiana, bro. They ain't been making it all the way. Mm-hmm. But they, they pass early. You know what I mean? It just the culture of Louisiana just of its one is 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 unique. <laughs> it's entertaining you know, and violent at the same time. I saw on a documentary on Tubi, niggas say, uh, nigga, we make the kind of music make you, you know, go hard, dance all night, pop a jigger, and then <laughs> you might fuck around and be in some shit in two seconds. Like, it's the craziest culture ever. You know what I'm saying? Especially that club culture. Two seconds. Hmm? <laughs> Man, I done seen a minute nights. Somebody in that DJing, not DJing, music playing, playing songs. Somebody got knocked out. Fight, brawl, brawl. Three minutes later, they clear the fight out. Back on the dance floor. On the dance floor. Like ain't nothing ever happened. Ain't nothing ever happened. Yeah. Crazy. Had to get that shit. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy, bro. Legs, man. Legs, man. No, bro. We been. We're running all night, bro. Oh yeah. I had a feeling it was gonna be one of those. You, look, you may have to do some editing, or maybe I have to do some editing because I know I was all over the place tonight. But I ain't, it was, we gonna it was let a it good ride, base bro. for us to start because I know we're gonna run it back at some point. But yeah, bro, 
I want to I want to uh, touch on a lot of shit like the next go round because I feel like you was there. I feel like Yoshi was there. I feel like you know a lot of niggas got a story to tell. So yeah, I definitely got to get you back for the respect to DJ because niggas got to know your story too. Nigga. Oh yeah, bro, it's all good, man. Whenever we ready, we gonna do it, man. I'm, hey, I need to whatever you need me on Trill FM, bro. Okay. I want it to be oh, an event now. though. If, if y'all coming, if y'all coming to Chill FM, I'm gonna make sure that shit is an event, nigga. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, say less. We're gonna make it happen. Cause I, make it happen I, love, I love what you're doing, bro. You know what I mean? Cause like I say, I ain't been on radio since 17, maybe early 18. Cause I, that's when I stopped being on radio. You know how to radio pop, bro. You know what I mean? We had got to a point. Um, we had been doing a three king thing since 2010. Okay. Yep, by 2010. After like 17, 18, bro, we done got older. We done grew up. You know, bro, I'm going to yeah. tell you. I'm going to tell you something. You won't believe this. As long as I did radio, I never got paid, bro. Wow. I'm going to say it again. As long as I did radio. I, I never, never physically, physically got a check, got a check. Not from the radio station. Now, why? Now, why, is that? why is that? I, it will, we, when I first jumped on, you know what I mean. See, Scooter had already been on the radio. Okay, so Scooter was like the person they had paid for that shit. Yeah, Scooter. Okay. Scooter radio and Scooter all day long. The production like you, bro. Scooter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He that like okay. Scooter. Live, eat, breathe radio. You know me. I always been an entrepreneur. I always been a hustler. Now I was DJing. You know what I mean. I was DJing. Uh, I first started out. You know, doing the teen clubs, all that good stuff, and then doing Hurricane Second Run. Like, like when he dropped the Halle Berry. Like, live it out the Halle Berry. I went on the road with Hurricane. After Chill did for a little while. I was on. I went on the road with Hurricane for a while. So. And I was on the road with Kane. Bro was like, man, send me some mixes for the for a show, man. You know, I, I need some mix on my show. I'm like, bet. You know what I mean? I'm DJing. Bet. I can send you a 30-minute mix. Ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started. And then, you know, they ain't never, the real never had a budget, but it was cool. I wasn't doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make money, but I wasn't doing it for the money. Yeah, I was tuning. I'm on the radio with my brothers. I mean, it's cool to think about it because, yeah, I wasn't getting a check from them. It the game is somewhere I wouldn't been that much, but we were throwing all the parties. Right. You know what I mean? We were DJing all the parties. So me, I wasn't tripped by no radio channel. Right. This was a tool you was using to elevate what you had going on yeah. in the street. Yeah. So that part, I wasn't tripping. Then I ended up graduating from just doing the parties and doing the radio. Shout out to uh, OG Cat Daddy, man. Rest in peace, Cat Daddy. He was on an old school station. Oh, G. Cat, Cat Daddy? Yeah, Cat Daddy. Where he was from? Come on. Shreveport, Motown. Oh, this is a different Cat Daddy. You know, I'm thinking about the one that, that moved to Dallas. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, this okay. Cat Daddy. OG Cat Daddy from Shreveport. From Mo- the mayor of Motown, Cat Daddy. Uh, Cat Daddy did the radio. Cat Daddy had a car lot. You know, he threw parties, old school parties. But Cat Daddy had a cafe. Cat Daddy's cafe. Cat Daddy on the radio. Had a restaurant. I'm like, damn. So I ended up starting doing crawfish. I was doing the radio this time. But you know me. 
Okay, okay. I ain't getting paid. Yeah, like, like a couple years, I was like, hey, man, I need to start trying to get a check. But then, I then I started thinking, thinking like, hmm, I ain't give me no check. But I could do some ads or something. Right. I could promote the, I could, I could promote the, um, the restaurant through the radio. So I was like, hey, y'all, y'all ain't gotta pay me now. Let me just promote the radio. Let me promote the restaurant. Shit. That's what I did. My particular store, you know what I mean. And then how we ended up just stopped doing the three king thing is. Your big bro just um bro just got to a point to where like man hey been doing what I need to do man I need to need to get a little bump people cross the street trying to make some noise what we gonna do right so bro bro was like man I'm thinking about going across the street like yeah show yeah you know we always roll together bro you know what I mean we always sat down made decisions together we ain't never do it without so right we was like man you ain't gonna do it fuck it. Yeah. yeah. She go and go get that bro shit. I'm doing this. And shit. Right. That's how it went. You know, it might happen again. We might do some over radio shit together if it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about it. You know, if it makes sense, we definitely'll do it. But that's how that's how the three king thing did, how it ended up, you know. I'm broke up at ninety nine, yo yo doing this thing too. You know, I'm out here selling these crawfish at the red barn. Uh I've been doing that for five years now and then like I'm at the road. I'm at the point now to where I'm I'm ready to franchise. That's my big wow. thing, you know. As you think about it, bro. Then we, I know we're gonna jump off. You said it, but if you think about it, bro, even around town, I'm gonna use um for example, cause they they from the they from the home state, raising canes. Raising, yes. I went to school at Baton Rouge and Southern. Okay. So, okay. Um, but raising canes started right there in front of LSU. Yeah. 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 A small little location. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, bro. They are not at scale. It, I pro- it's probably some, but from what I know, at scale, there is no chain restaurants. You got Raisin Cane's, you got Pizza Hut, Chick Fil A, McDonald's, Burger King. When you got all them, but we ain't got nobody black do it. That's right. So me, you know, I ain't never grow. So I want to be in the restaurant game. It just kind of an opportunity just came up, came to me, and I just ran with it. And through that, I just learned how to run a restaurant. Yeah. Um, you know, selling food and doing it on a wholesale to where now I'm at the point like, damn, it's money in this shit. Mm. Money in, in seafood and crawfish, and, and, and there's not a lot of people that look like us. Right. And I've been blessed <clears> to be able to build something, and now I'm at the point now to where now I'm, I'm ready to move at scale. Yeah. Now I'm getting ready to franchise, and I'm going to let anybody, if you pay it, you know what I'm saying, you, you had a monetary, you know, the funds or whatever, and we work out, you pass the, you know, the, you know the interview or whatever, man. I'm open to be fr- open to be franchised, bro. So, uh, mm. We can get this McDonald's money too. Million dollar operation. Oh you yeah, I gotta mean? bring you back to talk about that because shit. I saw you doing the podcast thing, mm-hmm. and um, I told you this before, but I'm gonna say it on the show. When I saw what you was doing, I knew what I was working on. I knew what I had coming. I said, man. As soon as I get my shit rolling, because I don't know if you notice on my Instagram, it went from just being a regular Instagram to everything was true of him to be. First thing I, I knew that I had to do was establish that logo and that name in motherfuckers' mind before they'd ever even think about downloading the app. I just wanted to show them like this is this ain't no different than than uh you know the Breakfast Club or any because I that's the people I went and found. I said, man, let me learn something from what's really happening. And seeing how mm-hmm. I can, how that can affect my brain, right? And um, and um, 
I saw you. I saw you. And I saw your shit was shot so well. And I knew it was shot well because I'd been doing my homework on how to, you know, create a shot or a scene or whatever. I say, man, I like this shit. Me and Breeze, cool. I say, I'm about to go hard for this nigga. Anything he posts, I'm posting. I got a pot of, um, they got a restaurant out here in Lafayette. Anytime he posted what he was serving, I reposted. You know what I'm saying? I put his commercial on the station for nothing. Because that's my dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to see him win. And yes, sir. It, it, uh, that's called bartering, basically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What you did with the radio station when you were getting paid, you bartered your services for them for the promotion of your restaurant. And that's kind of like, you know, how you doing business today, correct? Or is that how it started? That's how it started for sure. Yeah. That's how it started. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, we just grew. Yeah. You know so what I mean? To, to see you hopping into the podcast space and you already had something good rolling, bro, you on your way. You on your way, man. appreciate it, man. Lot, look, anybody just, that, that no breeze, if you not reposting what this man posts, you tripping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Repost, man. Support that shit like it's your shit. I got two podcasts now. Thank the freedom. Gotcha. I got a what? I got a crawfish spot. What's the, what's the address? Seventy one ten Pine Road. Look man. at that, Shreveport, man. Louisiana, Westside West Shreveport, man. That's what we're doing. You can catch us online to Redbarn, CajunCrawfish.com, and you can also just keep keep up, keep it locked at DariusSpells.com. Yeah. That's what we doing, doing bro. bro. I just wanted to, bro, bro once we, I be traveling, bro, jumping into this entrepreneur game, bro, you know what I mean? And I'm just seeing other cats be successful, and I'm like, bro, everybody can't be a DJ, everybody can't be a rapper, but, hey, but you can start a business. That's right. You can be an investor, you can do something, you know, and I just wanted to, you know what I'm saying, shed some light onto it, you know what I mean, and allow people to see, see. you know what I mean? Like, like I said, I ain't never had everything figured out. I'm learning as I go. Same here. I feel, I feel like, like we the generation that's got, got the show. show. And then once we, once we show, show and give people the blueprint, it's on, on them after then. I, mm-hmm. I feel like we owe it, get a blueprint. After, after we, we get a blueprint, it's on, on them to put in the work. They still got to put in the work, you know what I mean? Because we, we working right now. It's a Sunday evening. I don't know. Rub episode come out in a week or two, but we working on a Sunday, bro. Most people outside chilling, smoking, ain't doing nothing. We about to get back on this production game right after this, man. It don't stop. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, what I'm saying, saying, bro. When I'm, when I'm feeling, I'm going to record again. You know what I mean? The content is keen now. Like, Thank you, bro. If we, talk, if, we, if we talking about being we talking about being serious on social media and so much going on going on each and every day, like we got to draw content each and every day. I'm The reason I invest into myself and get a whole setup, I'm like, bro, I'm not, I'm not dropping content fast. <clears throat> yeah. It's cats making $100,000 days, $10,000 days, weeks, whatever, man, but they dropping content at a high level. I'm like, man, if I got to do that, I got to do it at a high level too. The quality got to be good. But but for people who start out, bro, if, just because you cannot afford a DSL camera, a MacBook, you got an iPhone, you got an Android, use that and just grow it. Learn as you and just grow, bro, on the scene. But most of it go viral, be stuff that's off a camera. You know, we just mm-hmm. producing what we doing because we just trying to have good quality, good work because we got something that we did with the right. brand, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the one of the main things I just want to tell Cass who's trying to up into the entrepreneurial podcasting world. And content is king. Engagement is clean. So I'm saying drop the content and engage with your people. 
And you're going to grow from that. I'll add on to that. Just because you see me and Breeze doing one, don't think you can't do it either. Like, we need more of these. We need more of these. So we, so anybody with a, anybody that's an author, anybody that's a rapper, anybody that's a singer, or somebody that got a business, they got they got spots to get their name out there now. You dig what I'm saying? And hopefully they start their own shit. We'll come on their show. You dig what I'm saying? It just helps people. It helps people see that there's more to Louisiana than just seafood and a few rappers. You know what I'm saying? We got a whole history down here of shit that yeah. people don't know about. So, it, you know, can't nobody tell our story like us. You feel me? Facts. You know, Facts. so. Facts, man. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't, I can't wait to the second interview. The second one gonna go all the way crazy. Oh, yeah, we go, yeah, we go crazy, man. We gonna go crazy. We going crazy. So, let, before we get out of here, let the people know, bro, how they can find you on your social media, <coughs> on your app. Okay. Just get a rundown of how people can Tap into you, bro. So on IG, it's DJ Le- at DJ Lex dot Trill FM. Facebook, DJ Sexy Lex. Um, I'm trying to think what else I got. YouTube, also DJ Sexy Lex, one word. Um, but you need to download that app. Fuck all that. Download the app. I want to. <laughs> it's the app over anything. You know what I'm saying? Go to your app store and download Trill FM. That's all you got to type in. It's Trill FM, or you can go to my Instagram and click on the link in the bio. And I promise you, it's going to be your, your your new weekend thing, man. Trill FM to beat. You need to fuck with it. But yeah, download that app. And I got some bigger things and bigger announcements coming up in the next couple of months with Trill FM to beat. So it's growing, bro. It's growing in the right direction. But yeah, that's how they can find me, man. It's growing, bro. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all make some know for my dog, Sexy Legs, one time. Man, make some know for my boy, man. Yes, sir, bro. I appreciate you for tapping in with me, man. Hey, we gonna keep the pipeline going. Cause what, what, it's one thing people ain't really understanding, bro. Especially y'all DJs. We'll get out of here. Get your relationship with your DJ. You form your own pipeline. Right. You want you want to go outside. You form your own pipeline. You can control the music and however it go. But that's another jam for another day. Oh, yeah. Sexy Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you, brother. Same here, bro. Pleasure. I, 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 I think the Freedom Podcast, you know what I mean? You're true to Darius Bells in the mix with you. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, anywhere you're streaming. Make sure you subscribe to it and go to the website, www.dariusbells.com. Make sure you follow the Red Barn, all of the social media handles, Red Barn, Cajun Crawfish, on social media, all of the platforms, Darius Bells, same here. So, so until, until I see y'all, make sure, sure y'all I holler at my dog sexy legs, man. Y'all, y'all trying, trying to get that production, production man. Fuck with that A1 quality. We ain't even talking about the commercials, but yeah. The next interview you gonna be retarded, man. Get ready for it. It's gonna be crazy, man. So all right, y'all. We gonna see y'all when we see y'all. Peace. All right. All right. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We wanna make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.